0: field
1: Welcome to the 41st edition of the Guna podcast, recorded early in December after the home victory against Stoke City. Our sponsors are Vision Sports Publishing, whose latest release, The Pocket Book of Arsenal, is available in good bookstores everywhere. This is your host, Joe Broadfoot, and I'm here to provide a not-so-seamless link to the remainder of the panel chat from our previous edition. So, continuing on are the Guna regulars. David Udo. Highbury Spire, Steve Ashford, and Kevin Witcher. Here's the remainder of what they had to say. And a question for the panel, which somebody might have emailed in, or perhaps not. Do you believe that the Arsenal board should have put their hands in their own pockets to help the club buy more players in recent seasons? And I can see that David wants to say something on this.
2: Yes. My, my, My biggest criticism of the current board... Um, is that they don't want to put their hands in their own pockets, which is, for me, the key, uh, the key uh, behind the refusal and rejection of the uh, proposed rights issue by Red and White Holdings, was because uh, essentially it involves current major shareholders to um, put do, to put their hands into their pockets. And it, it, again, it's a question I've raised on previous podcasts and, and while speaking with other fans: is what exactly is the point of Danny Fitzman? Who, by all accounts, wants all of the authority with none of the responsibility. He wants to be seen as um, uh, the man at Arsenal, one of the leading shareholders at Arsenal Football Club. And you know, when he's when he's you know flown into England from his tax haven in Switzerland, you know, wants to be able to take his seat in the directors' box and such. Um, but as far as I know, since making his initial purchase of his shares, hasn't spent a single penny on the club. Um, it, it, it happens at Aston Villa happens at Liverpool Albeit in a slightly you know, different way But um, the nature of, of, modern, of modern football Is such is that it is a lost industry um, every, every single club Is losing money hand over fist Whichever way you look at it um, And the nature is If you want to be a benefactor of a football club it, it's, it's your plaything. You buy a football club as an investment You're never going to make any money of it I can't think of a single person Or a single organisation who has um,
1: Kenny Bates, perhaps
2: no, not at all. Chelsea are about to wind up. He bought them for a
1: pound though. He bought them for a pound. I understand he made quite a He bought them for a pound. He
2: also bought their £25 profit. million pound debt for it. Mm. No, it, it, Ken Bates got incredibly lucky with Chelsea Football Club. Mm. Chelsea Football Club were about to wind up. They were about to go under. About to be petitioned by the Inland Revenue for tens of millions of pounds that were unpaid and weren't going to get paid. And it was Roman Abramovich in a helicopter over London. What's that down there? I want a, I want a football club to buy. I mean... Now, thankfully for us, Tottenham's in a shitty part of London and it's a shitty looking, looking football ground. I mean, by all accounts, he was half interested in us, but, mm. you know, Chelsea's ground does have a disgusting, but to some people quite pleasing hotel and village stuck on the end of it. Uh, and, and that's how Ken Bates made his money. But no, no our, our board really should have put their money into their hands, into their own pockets. And if they didn't, then, you know, they need to sell up to someone who will because football cannot exist as an organic, natural, Industry,
0: not with the amounts of money that there are. So, so, Steve, what's your view on it? I mean, do you
1: think the board are investing enough money? David,
0: David just, David just said that the directors and owners of football clubs aren't in it to, to actually make money. But I think the Arsenal board uh, are probably going to be the first ones ever to make money out of a football club because I think that's Kroenke or Zhirnov comes in and buys the club. People like Fisman are going to make billions, millions. Um, and and basically, if Kroenke buys the club. It's a bit of a worry to me because I don't see him putting his hand in his pocket either. So I think Cronky, we're just going to stumble from Fisman to Cronky. Fisman will make millions, Cronky will own the club. But I really don't see Cronky putting his hand in his pocket. He hasn't got a history of doing that. And I also worry that he's going to load the money that he's paying for the club onto the club. A bit like the... Glazers have done at United and Hicks and Gillette have done at Liverpool it's an interesting use of expression you use that Cromkey's not
2: going to put his hand in his pocket um, are you aware that he hasn't paid for any of the shares that he's acquired I'm aware yeah? of that they've all been done on a far. I'm aware which of which is quite interesting so he's not put any money in his, uh, in his pocket to yeah. buy those shares why is he going to give the manager £30 million to buy exactly. a short term asset like exactly. an employee it's well,
1: interesting you should say that because it's not common knowledge I don't, I don't think too many people realise that I certainly didn't realise that. I I actually thought Cronky had paid. So it's quite interesting to hear that's not not the case at all. Well,
3: the reality is that um, Cronky's agreed to pay for the shares in three lumps um, over three years. The first lump has been paid. um, So he's he's bought them on the drip. Um, Why that is, maybe it's to do with his own cash flow, difficult to say. Uh, but if he hasn't got substantial cash flow, if he hasn't got substantial, um, you know, existing free money, uh, it's difficult to see him making an offer for buying out the club complete. The only thing that that might change that is that apparently the American football team he has uh, is it the St Louis? Louis Rams? St Louis Rams. Uh, there's a chance they might be sold. He owns something like 40% of them, and he would get somewhere in the region of £200 million if it were sold, and that would provide him with possibly the, the wherewithal to actually buy Arsenal outright. Um, uh, current
2: market value of the club based on share purchase over the last 12 months I think averages out to about £580 million.
3: And of which Kroenke already owns in theory a third? Yeah, yeah, 39.9%, mm. yeah, so... So, so, I mean, I can't right. do the So,
0: why, so why, why is everyone so, so yeah. anti-Yuzmanov? If Kroenke is going to buy the club, not put his hand in his pocket, Usmanov has already, you know... Well, it's the, a very in summary, interesting... In the summary, he wanted to put, like, 100 million in, didn't he? It's a very so, interesting... So, so why, you, don't, why are people
3: you, so anti Usmanov? You've you got to remember, Ushmanov's um, proposal for a rights issue may well have been put together and presented in the safe knowledge it would never be taken up. Um, because he probably knows that Danny Fisman and Lady Nina Breswell smith aren't going to put in their cut. So, you know, he, he thought, well, I can put this out with no danger of it ever happening. Um, the problem with Ujmanov is undoubtedly the background. You know, people are suspicious of him. Um, he's very heavy-handed. I mean, as soon as he purchased... David Dean's shares he got shillings lawyers on to basically stomp on anyone who dared say anything uh, alluding to his past and whether or not he was in fact uh, a criminal who'd served time in, in jail or uh, that it was some tremendous mistake um, so they don't like him personally um, now my take on this is that 95% of the Arsenal public don't give two hoops who owns the club as long as the club are successful and it's interesting what's happened at Manchester United there was a huge amount of resistance to the Glazers and that was before they even put together this idea of lending the money to buy the club using the club itself as security which is very very dodgy in my book the only reason I could see them doing that is to sell the things to some rich Arab before they had to pay it back however What has happened since the Glazers have have bought the club is that Manchester United have won three titles and a Champions League. And what they've done, even if it's been on the never-never, is buy players to win them trophies. Now, the problem that Man United are facing is that basically they are now out of cash. Ferguson has said he can't spend any money. He won't reveal it's because they're broke. He says, I don't need to, but... The bottom line is they had to sell Cristiano Ronaldo last summer to make debt repayments. But did the fans care, when they were winning the trophies, that these people were in charge?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I'll take it was off buying Arsenal for three titles in succession and the Champions League. And then one season where we had to sell a player to pay the debt off.
3: I think you're right. I think most people would agree with that. And I think the only way Cronky is going to win a battle with for the hearts and minds is to just come out publicly and say, if he did take over, he will invest in the team, and additionally would not borrow against the club to buy the thing. You know, I think that's the really huge issue here because we've already got enough debt. We're already paying back 20 million a year. We don't want to be paying more. Um, so interesting times ahead and I suspect whether or not an offer is made for the club will entirely depend on what the shares are worth at the time and how much cash is available yeah. but I can see Cronky buying it so when was
0: the last time you actually saw an Arsenal director in the director's box at an away game you never see it it's, you see, the well, camera never uh, focuses on an Arsenal director. You yeah,
3: can goes to the game. You,
0: you, you think, you, you know, I mean, okay, we have a bad game. The players go through the motions. We lose, like at Sunderland. Is there a director there saying, "Oh, I've had enough of this"? You know, we're not going to put up with this anymore. Well, that's. I that's, mean, that's I'm the, sure it's just like, "Oh, Arsenal's there." You know, we'll finish in the top four again. The we'll get Champions is, League again.
3: Who cares? What are the priorities of the directors? Is it making money when they sell their shares? Or is it winning trophies? Making mm-hmm. money when they sell their shares. Well, that's what it looks and like. Finishing. That's how it looks to me as well. Because that what's isn't. happening is Wenger is balancing the books um, and the stadium is still selling out. And the bottom line is that as long as that stadium is still posting housefall signs, regardless of the fact that no one's turning up half the time, then money-wise, it looks good. Mm. You know, And that's what the directors are concerned with now the thing about David Dean who I am one of the biggest critics of is that he uh, cares about winning things and he would quite happily put the club in hock to do so and I do believe that you, you you do there's nothing wrong with a bit of speculating to accumulate as long as you keep it within limits. And don't forget, we're competing with Real Madrid, aren't we, for the Champions League? <laughs> well, Champions League, so. <laughs> effectively, yeah, that's a different law unto itself because they will always be bailed out by the um, yeah, King of Spain. Spanish... that remains, though, that we are competing with Real Madrid. Well, yeah, that's the reality. And it, it does actually show what an achievement it is that Arsenal have just managed to even be considered in the same company so that it is a disappointment we mm. don't actually... You know, keep yeah. up with them.
0: If we carry on as we are, we might as well drop down to the Europa League and then we'll have a chance of winning a trophy. Well, I think
1: that's a little bit extreme, <laughs>
0: I've got to tell but you. We've got no chance but, of winning the Champions yeah. League. All the time, the current philosophy of the club prevails.
1: Well, it's, that is a difficult one. What, what do you say on that, David? Do you, do you think that... Um, where do you stand on this, this whole issue about ownership, for instance? Um, um, do you think, do well, you think it's important that it's not... A, well, I, I won't say what Usmanov is or was or might I'm a hu- have been. I'm a
2: huge fan of even Gazidis and I think he's, um, uh, it appears to be a good appointment as, as MD, CEO, whatever you want to call him. Um, he seems to understand the football industry for, for what it is, um, which is a huge bonus as the previous incumbent, Mr Edelman, quite frankly did not. Um, so that's something, I mean, we, as much as anything you've seen it with um, the arsenalisation of the stadium. Um, The fact that he he understands how important transfers are, especially in the mindsets of Arsenal fans, in light of our lack of transfer activity over the last seven years. Um, In terms of the people above him, as mentioned previously, I've I've got no huge confidence. I mean, it's it's very nice that we've had a Hillwood on the board for the last last 80 years or so, but you know, there were 30 or 40 years before that, and, you know, God willing there'll be another 300 years after this and, and the Hillwoods, all, all, you know, it's all very nice there is a degree of a legacy there, but uh, I don't see um, what, with respect to what Peter Hillwood brings to the club, apart is from... Is it progress? Um, um, well, it, it's, it's evolution rather than revolution, I suppose, mm. rather than progress, but in terms of ownership, there appear to be two potential people who could buy the club, Um if the American's willing to step in, that'd be fine. If the Russian steps in... Uh, sorry, the Uzbek steps in. Um, for reasons intimated to earlier, I, I, on moral grounds, I'd have to give up my season ticket and I, I'd watch the games in pubs. Um, but there's no way I, I could put
3: um, money into the pocket of that man. Would you well,
1: go that far, Kevin? Would you go as far as to... Um,
0: there are certainly... A, not a, a go to a matches? A s-
3: significant there's... number of people who have said exactly what David's saying. Because basically... The reputation of the man is such that people would be very reluctant. But so. can we believe but, but, in but, but the, minute, the media, you know? Because but at the, the minute
0: two £30 million signings came in, or even three thirty million signings came in, and we were then in a position to compete with Chelsea, wouldn't everyone forget what... Who's Smarnoff represents?
3: Well, it's like the Manchester United scenario. You know, you have got a number who have gone to... What is it? A- AFC United? FC United, United of Manchester. Manchester and, yeah. and they still go, and they don't go to Old Trafford. It's a small minority, but there are fans of serious principle who would say, no, you know, not going to pay money when that man's run the show. Um,
1: but is it just bad PR? I'm, I don't expect well, anyway, I
3: mean, I you're, say asking, yes. <laughs> you're asking us to go into territory which is legally compromising. Yeah. The only thing that I will say is there is a, a phrase, there's no smoke without fire, and in that part of the world pretty much anything goes. You can draw your own conclusions from that. Yeah. Um, would I stop going? Probably not. I mean, you know, my principles are pretty wafer thinners at the best of times, so... Uh, <laughs> My yeah. principle is
0: I, 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 I'm 55. I've only got 15 years and so I'm 70. 15 more attempts at the Champions League, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I don't care who owns the club. I just want to see Arsenal win a Champions you League could, before. You could make an, an
3: argument that Danny Fisman has made his fortune from the diamond industry. Fully aware of the practices involved in mining diamonds, which are pretty exploitative and mm. almost subhuman. Um, no one's too worried about him uh, really ultimately yeah. there ain't many saints that have got a lot of money Yeah. No, just yeah. realised
2: I work for a Murdoch company I'm just going to go oh. throw myself <laughs> in the river
0: oh, <laughs> can answer the one question, the one question are, are we in a current position yep. capable of winning the Champions League Um. With no the philosophy of the club as it is well yeah, actually Champions League
2: more so than the Premier League purely because the Premier League after Christmas is a cup competition and if if you get the luck of the draw, which we did until the semi-final stage last year, mm. yeah, we can get there. I mean, look at the yeah. year when Porto and Monaco got to the uh, European Cup final—one of the most entertaining games. But you know, no way were they the best two teams in the competition. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the most worrying thing is, the, you know, the Champions League. Okay, fine, it's it's and Holy Grail. I'd take the Premier League over the Champions League a hundred times out of a hundred. Um, and there are two big obstacles in our way of that in Chelsea and
0: Manchester United. And so trophies must wait We know it's too late As the others pass by Our hopes fade away So please tell us finger Stand the arse away
1: And so trophies must wait
0: We know it's too late As the others pass by Our hopes fade away So So please tell us in Venga
1: Please tell us in Venga
2: It's not the Arsenal way
0: It is today. It I mean, the only be,
2: reason on yeah. such competing ground with Liverpool is because they've got less fucking money than we have. Yeah. Yeah, they're in a all pretty the, bad state, and
1: we've got to take some consolation from that. But um, moving on from something you said earlier, David, about uh, arsenalisation and also principles, um, there's been a, a lot of talk about the 32 players selected for the uh, commemoration of the eight cores of the stadium and um, has anybody been left out I mean I've not seen the entire list I've seen bits and pieces of that excuse my excuse actually.
2: my ignorance I'm, I, I, I consider myself a, a bastion of, of all things Arsenal knowledge and can con- known goal scores of, of, all, and, and, of, of random games I
1: couldn't you tell, tell you measure... all 32 so don't
0: no, ask
2: no, me no. that who's Mr I'll... Danskin number 2
0: oh uh, oh, Danskin was, Dan's was one of the founder members of Arsenal. Right, okay. He's there okay. as a token. He's the from only only, only early one. Danskin, I, only <laughs> one I, Dan's King, I out. think, was the guy who even formed Arsenal. <laughs> right, he's okay. there because he's the founder of Arsenal. Oh, so he got
1: in the number two shirt, did he? Yeah, I don't know. But
3: <laughs> he's there because he was the he was the guy. <laughs> fine, yeah, that's he the he one wanted to know. I the only thing I wanted to know. So, who has
1: been left out?
3: Well, I I think one name that should be up there is Alan Smudger Smith and when i look at some of the people that are up there and their contribution to arsenal's success in comparison with him um, i think mm, not i mean i mean ray parlors up there you know now ray was a great player for us for
1: and me. played more games than Alan smith for arsenal right? really did he i'm not sure I maybe i'm mistaken I, so. I
3: don't think so and added to which i mean ray fundamentally took part in um, I'll give you he was, he was a part of three title winning squads but he was only a real first choicer for the first one Um Alan Smith more or less won us two league titles and the European Cup Winners Cup you know absolutely yeah. really fundamental in those yeah, I agree with that um, Odomars is not there either is he yeah, but the, he, he was only there yeah. for... Three years? And, Three and he you won two it. trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, but brilliant, brilliant player. Yeah, but having said that, he's Petit up there. Yeah, Weirdly, think think I think Petit is, which today, I found yeah. really mm. quite peculiar. Mm, but he was exactly the same as Overmars yeah, 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 in yeah. terms of contribution. Um, I mean, it seems to me a lot of people who've still got connections with the club... Um, are being commemorated for nepotistic reasons. Yeah. Oh. I'm oh. waiting to see Perry Groves <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. because Perry they don't the other Because well, he's been Gros on Arsenal
1: the... TV. Perhaps. Perry
0: Groves is there. He just hasn't got his name on his shirt. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, the, he's one of the ones with the giant badge, the, badge in the back. He's yeah, the, yeah. the ginger yeah. one with the badge behind him. <laughs> just probably the away, fans. I said that last week. I said, oh, that's really? Perry Groves
3: that is Are all the guys in the middle different then? Yeah, the middle looks slightly different. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'd
2: say it's Willie Young over over Perry Groves.
3: So, I mean, it's, it's an impossible debate because you'll never get agreement. And if you went by, for example, the website vote for the top 32 of <laughs> players of all time, which was more or less teenagers in Malaysia who could be bothered to submit their vote, Ashley Cole would be up there, and obviously not a popular choice. Um, uh, by all accounts, if you know people who visit certain
2: Chelsea forums, when we were running that poll, oh, similarly as when, um, right. yeah, the Bell End,
3: yes, indeed, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the words out of mouth, yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Yeah.
0: Okay, mind you though, what a great, what a great idea by our Red Action to do that, to suggest that, and to give it up. It was,
2: it was Red Action, and uh, again, I mentioned earlier credit to even Gazidis who has implemented more in his eleven months in charge than. Um, Keith Edelman managed in four years.
0: Every time I go to the ground since they've been up those, you know, those murals. I mean, every time I, go out, I think, wow. I mean, we, we might criticize Arsenal, we criticize Wenger, we criticize all sorts of things. Every every fan does, and, unless they're totally just accepting of whatever put in front of them. But you know, when you walk over those bridges and you see those murals, the first thing you think is, my God, how brilliant is it to support Arsenal? This is Arsenal, absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You're so uh, right. Um, and also, if if, if if like me, you're a sado, gets in the the ground an hour before kick off, one of the most fun things you can do, and this was touched upon by the ever brilliant Bernard O'Shane in, in, in his article in issue 200, is um, walk around the lower tier um, in its entirety. As what they've done on the walls uh, all over the inside of the lower tier are absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got framed photos of every um, every Arsenal manager going back to the uh, going back to 1894. Um, you've got some of the players. Those who can write have have written some really nice, really nice <laughs> messages. Although, incidentally, all the program
0: covers. Sorry, all the program covers. All the program covers. Great. Incidentally, yeah, yeah.
2: On, on on the subject of what all the players have written, um, something that struck me was when we left Hyby was that a lot of lot of players wrote wrote really really nice things. Uh, really quite well written and d- decent handwriting. Uh, the current lot, most of it's in fucking crayon or paw prints, um, and and uh, yeah, if, uh, the only two that sort of struck a chord with um, uh, Andre Arshavin with his immortal "I Am a Guna." He, yeah. He's written I spelled am out. I am Guna. say M. He is the. A. He is the, uh, He's the only, <laughs> I think he's the only person amongst the current um, squad who sort of uh, appreciates that. It may just have been a mispronunciation mispron- on his part, but I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, everything else was, was really quite trite and and not heartfelt and thinking it's what we what we want to hear. The only person who wrote with any sense of perspective was Sanchez Watt, whose comment oh, was, no. We can't thank you enough, without you we are nothing. Uh, oh, and that really touched me. And, oh, and, brilliant. And, and I thought, wow, how come an 18 year old. It looks like that geezer is some
0: ice ice baby as well, doesn't yeah. it? Vanilla Rice? No, Snoop Doggy Dog. It looks like Snoop Doggy
3: Dog. Well, with that we, much for the music. Crowd, I think he'll be on yeah. his way within the year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, what I'm no, I never I actually
1: thought of stuff. Sanchez Watt as Snoop Dogg
2: before, yeah. but... He looks like a reject yeah. from The Wire for any of our Guardian reading no,
0: yeah, the listeners. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. definitely definite there.
1: Yeah, he's... Um, <laughs> plays a bit like him as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we've been reminiscing, of course, about the past and... Um, how well the former players used to write in comparison to the current players.
3: Education is so. what it was.
1: <laughs> but what about you know this time of year being Christmas and everything? What what kind of memories have you got, um, Steve, of um, uh, what's oh, gone before great in memories. regards of Arsenal? I mean, what what would be your your sort of ideal Christmas memory? Would you say you know? Uh, I've the great you're memories of Boxing Day games in the
0: seventies yeah. of playing Spurs. <laughs> um, that, the, the, the famous 5-1 wasn't actually on Boxing Day it was before Christmas, but that was great. A great Christmas memory, but many, many That was days, Liam Brady's curler, wasn't it? Curler yeah. There, yeah. Yeah. I think that was on the 18th of December, something like that, the like week before. But, I mean, it we always to, feels like a Christmas memory. We always memory used to then. have a derby on yeah. Boxing Day, and many of those derbies were against Spurs, and we always used to win. I mean, I think we, we went to White Hart Lane one Boxing Day, won 4-2, and Charlie Nicholas got a couple of goals. And, it was always fantastic to come home and you know have your Boxing Day dinner and meet your family and stuff, knowing that you'd stuffed them four two or two one or two 0 yeah. every year we used to beat them and my, that, that's my great memories is stuffing Spurs on Boxing Day
1: Brilliant. rather than the turkey because you yeah, get yeah, misses today yeah, yeah. sorry and, uh, to sound sexist but and, and, I, and I must that's what admit I, 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 there's I'm no women there. listening to this
0: to <laughs> why, you know, why why are we playing I mean this year we're playing Portsmouth away which isn't too far but you know, we could be playing Villa away or, you know, um, Wolves away in some boxing days. Boxing days should all be about derbies. Everyone, no one wants to go... But to Sir really Portsmouth, bath.
1: is actually a derby for them. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, putting, putting the shoe yeah. on the other foot for once. Yeah, I um, it is. I mean, but how do, you, how do you feel about it, Kevin? Do you think it should be derby games? And do you think there should be two games over the Christmas period, even Christmas Day and Boxing Day? There used to be matches consecutive days back in the day. We're going back quite a long way. we never in
0: to go to football on Christmas Day. I mean, even I'm not old enough to remember football on Christmas Day. And I would, I, would, I don't, don't, I mean, my missus is fairly liberal. And I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be liberal enough to see me go off on Christmas morning to an Arsenal match. So I'm pleased that we don't play Christmas morning. But boxing day is fine.
1: Yeah, it could be difficult getting yeah, away from, yeah. getting
3: away well, from home. Think, what did I you think say, Kevin? What uh, used to happen is oh. that you had a walk up crowd. You know, the people mm. that went to the match tended to live within two or three miles of the stadium and some of them would cycle, some of them would walk, some of them would catch a bus. Obviously the thing about the concept of a Christmas Day game is blown to pieces now because there is no public transport. However, if there was an amnesty by Islington Council on Mm -hmm. parking (laughs) in the vicinity of the stadium... It could be done, but there's no way they would pass up the revenue. So, Actually, how would you
0: get to the ground if there was a Christmas Day? Match? Well, you, you would, would only, you would only be able to
3: drive. Yeah. Um, so, mm. they, that's why it, just is a, it is now a non starter because people do travel. Uh, huge distances and a lot of them travel huge distances with a tube journey at the end of it yeah. I mean a lot of people park at Cockfosters and things like that well,
0: what was amazing in the old days they used to play the same team on Christmas Day and Boxing Day right. and you very often find that on Christmas Day you'd lose 6-1 to the team <laughs> <laughs> you'd play them at home the following day and you'd win 6-1 and I, I mean I, I know, like, what's yeah. the logic behind there's that there's
3: quite a few uh, I I incidences like the that romance sort of, thing. of the idea of playing on Christmas Day I mean I think if you did actually live near the stadium It would be nice to get out. I mean, that's that's why people come on Boxing Day, really, because they like getting out. You can get out. (laughs) They've been (laughs) cooped out with the family, you know, it's God, release, you know, uh, go to the football. Um, However, I'm going to, there's a couple of memories I've got of Christmas past, which I'm going to indulge myself with. One of them's bad, so we'll get that one out of the way first. That fucking parachuting Santa of Villa. <laughs> 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 it cost us the 99 bloody title. Were we 2-0 up at, two half nil time? Up at half time? And that thing delayed, the, the, that clown delayed the bloody second half by about 15 minutes. We lost our concentration, lost our focus, lost three points. A
0: bit like Defoe yesterday, missing that penalty after Palacios got carried off. Mm. Um, the penalty was about five minutes after the actual award, mm. and Defoe missed it. Yeah, oh, shows, so that was his excuse. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it shows what a, a loss of concentration can do. Yeah, yeah. Um So that wasn't a particularly great memory of Christmas. However, one of the better ones for me is at Highbury when I used to sit in the East Upper, and at that time of year, the sun sets um, just about uh, sort of twenty past, half past three. And then after the sun's actually set, the sky would change colour. it wasn't a cloudy day, you'd sometimes get the most fantastic skies over the west stand. And it's a vision I should hold with me for the rest of my days. It was absolutely magical. I
0: remember that view from the east end when the sun was setting. Not so much at Christmas, but I remember it another game.
3: But the memory plays funny tricks.
0: Yeah. yeah. so David would you be I fucking the, hate football
3: at Christmas mm. you really do fucking hate what, football what about
1: Boxing Day Boxing Day's is surely are. Okay.
2: bar fucking unbug bollocks I, I, no I wait a minute Boxing now. Day
1: is called Boxing Day for a reason it's this kind of sporting terminology first, going on
2: there <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like okay. Christmas as long as we play away but you know I mean I've got a season ticket and all my family live in Northampton and I only go up once a year because it's a fucking horrible place but I do it all in one go I go up for five days. I see my remaining friends that are up there. I spend enough time with the family that I'm not the evil son. Uh, and then I come back down and carry on with my life. If I have to sort of break that up to come down, to, well, if I come down to London to watch a Boxing Day game, I'm not going back up to Northampton. I and if that if that happens, Mr Gazidis, you're lucky we're playing on the 27th this year. Otherwise, I'd sue you for the breakup of my fucking family. Now bring on the winter break we on the winter break. We never seem to do well at Christmas. We do. With, we do well we Boxing Day. Nah. We haven't lost on Boxing Day. We back. are untwinned.
0: Our Christmas challenge. Untwinned
2: for some years. Yeah. We've oh, very well on Boxing Day. In I must. I must, just. I'm just, just hoping the fact that we're playing do. Sunday
0: this year
2: it doesn't fuck that up. <laughs> no, it's it, it's. I, it's one of those things. It's very nice and romantic and stuff. And if you're an armchair fan, it's great because there's games every day for a week. But um, I don't know. I don't know, I I, I just, I'm not a huge fan of football at Christmas. But that being said, I want to... you just
0: love that Boxing Day match of the day, though? Whether you've been to a match or not? Yeah, absolutely. And like I say, for wheelchair chair fans, absolutely. Sitting there, Mm. full of the joys of Christmas. Absolutely. Kids would hear Absolutely, love it to bits.
2: But, um, you know, it's a pain in the eye. I mean, I I think it's time for a winter break, to be honest. Um, Just because we haven't had one before doesn't mean it's not going to be a success. I mean, we never had a back pass rule for a
0: hundred years, and that's turned into an unbridled success. So... Well, so I'm, we I'm very much against the winter break for the simple fact that we have enough winter breaks during international matches in September, October, November, to then have another international, uh, another break just as we're getting back into the swing of it. I think will be too much. Oh no, you lose the Carlin Cup. We'll make up for it. But there's anyway. no international breaks. I, I'm fine. Well, no, that's a story Can't for another day. Break. One, one, one
2: memory I do have of, of uh, football at Christmas. My first ever year watching the Arsenal, which. Was when I was seven, eight years old, which was the eight, eight eighty-nine 89 um, season. And David, again, it was Villa Park actually. Uh, it may have been on the 28th rather than Boxing Day. Um, but I remember Nigel Spink was the goalkeeper and he, he punched that across and it fell to uh, Roadcast, who must have been 35 yards out, who chested it and just put it straight back over the goalkeeper. Uh, Derek Mountfield and Kevin Gage were on the goal line. And he managed to find the, the one ball shaped gap between the two of them that didn't just that. under the crossbar. I remember that. I remember that for one other reason. We were forced to wear white shorts that day, I think, because our yeah. shorts clashed with Villa. But yeah, yeah. That, that's, uh, that's my one and only. Oh, the other one was um, uh, the Invincibles year, or the, the last year of Wolves were in the Premier League. We played balls at home on a Boxing Day. 3 0. Uh, yeah, 3 0. Day of a tsunami. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, Yeah. Box Day 2005.
0: Tsunami, yeah. tsunami, yeah. tsunami. Uh,
1: I wouldn't say that. I heard somebody <laughs> got sacked for doing
0: that. It was Rodney Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> do <And resisted. laughs>
1: yeah. totally That's what Rodney know, said, but it didn't we, do him any where good. We, where <laughs> have
0: we came the Rodney
2: Marsh? Talk sport. If you doubt, talksport. Really no, no nice. we, we played play against Wolves uh, at home on Boxing Day, and um, I was sitting in the second or third row of the North Bank, and nobody wanted to be there. The players didn't want to be there. The crowd didn't want to be there. I remember at a corner, I could hear every word that was going on in the penalty area. Um, was, Freddie Lundberg was moaning, saying, I'm fucking knackered. Patrick O'Greary pa- was saying, come on, Freddie, it's only five minutes to half time. And uh, the Wolves players, well, I, I don't know. It was, it was in generic northern. I don't know, Something about crab paste and UB40. didn't want to sure.
1: be there, what
0: were the Wolves players
2: doing? was a good job Freddie, Freddie
1: went to America for the MLS.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if
1: that was his attitude...
0: Did
3: we
2: win that game 5-1? 3-0. 3-0. Right? 3-0. Uh, two own goals by Jody Craddock, I that's believe. That's right. We, we, we scored, if I remember right, we scored most of their goals quite early on. Yeah, th- yeah, that's what we used to
0: do back in those mm. days. Beat yeah. teams 3-0 after yeah. 10 minutes. Getting the paper out. Good old days. <laughs> <guys. laughs> now, just a quick one before we go. I mean, with all Jim's bets yeah. yeah, yeah. to uh, Quickly, in, in January, Henri and Vieira, mm. would we sign them? No.
3: I would. Yeah. Oh,
0: given, that, given that they
3: might Alright, oh, another
1: blast from the past as we're yeah. doing that, Tablerides.
3: <coughs> he's available. He's I available
1: on a free transfer if we wait till June. But if we want to get him earlier, I liked him. I liked him
0: when he was here. He okay. is Sorry. available.
1: His his agent is Willie Mackay, just to sort of fill you oh, in on what's been going you know. on. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. I thought exactly the same okay. thing. Willie Mackay it's not well, I won't go there
2: but
3: well no but I mean, a he, he was here it first without getting us legally compromised what's William Mackay done uh, William not, not
1: anything drastically wrong but he's not the most popular all of his lesson. clients
2: are um,
1: Spurs players a lot of them Spurs. or used to be I'm not sure about well, no,
2: most, most of the Spurs players are represented by Jonathan Barnett who mm. we all know from times gone past uh, Joey Barton uh, anyone who's in any way a reprobate Jermaine Pennant is the winner of the card line I've he's had a few so controversies so, I'll so tell you so who George Shimbonda
1: Shimbondo. was he's, one of his um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's. so he's, 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 the, that's the prime example he's the ancient no the yeah. prime
2: example is he's, he's the agent at the root of the Andy ambify Portsmouth Birmingham Charlton Rangers debacle Right. oh I didn't realise Uh, we can say that because that's factual I haven't made any and
1: Shimbonda's factual as well and he's had a few clubs at
0: the end of the day though I think Tablarides is is at least as good probably better than Senderos I agree with that 100% Let's just do, We could do worse than getting... Tablerides not,
1: not a bad signing. No, very good. And he's definitely up for grabs, according to William yeah. Mackay. And I, I and love Willie Mackay just for that. And, for, and he was voted best
0: setter-off in France.
1: For, for making it, ah, making we, it quite clear bought, that he is available. Uh, we
2: bought Pascal Segam on the back of him winning um, French Player of the Year two years in a row. And I think we'll find we bought him from Lille. And um, who is Estaf, Estaf, Estafis Tambouridis leaving on a free transfer? Saint-Etienne. Is it Saint-Etienne? Yeah. Good he he play for Lille, then. He did play for Lyon. Yeah. yeah, sorry, no. Yeah. Some, some guy who, who isn't good enough to play, who hasn't been good enough to play for Lyon or Marseille, or even Jérôme Bordeaux at this stage. No, no interest whatsoever. I'd rather I'd rather keep Big Phil. What about
1: really? Sylvester? I prefer, prefer Sylvester, and this is very controversial at this point. especially as we're out of time. Sylvester, to though. me, is far better than Senoros. Far better. He's quicker, football. for starters. Uh, the, football. Yeah, okay. well, he's won a few more trophies than Senderos, To be fair, if you, S- S- it, if you look at it, and it's not, it's, well, it's not purely well, not at Arsenal. He's not won anything yeah. at, at this moment, but I wouldn't put it past him. No. Uh, Silvestro, didn't Manchester City uh, put a bid in for him as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And didn't we? Um, I know it wasn't a lot of money. We got him on the, the cheap, but that's the way Vengo operates in the transfer market. He's been injury prone.
3: I mean, yeah. Sylvester was a desperation purchase because Wenger wanted to buy a decent centre back and found out that he couldn't actually match the asking price. Who that was, we'll never know. But it's uh, John Terry. I don't think so. <laughs> um, so Sylvester was just to make up the numbers in the squad. Utility man can play left back, can play centre forward. But we've had we've had the discussion about him before. The the bottom line is. Ferguson didn't exactly hold him back when he no. was, <laughs> I I was No, but he, he played quite a few Ferguson matches for Manchester
1: United. He couldn't be that bad. Fergie's up west round and, um,
0: and the other brother from Phil Neville, in, uh, Gary Neville in oh central on. And
1: personally, well, I have to say, I would be more proud if I'd won a load of caps for France than Switzerland. That's mm. me personally. But, yeah. And Sylvester's well, won caps for France. Well, maybe we're
3: talking Devil and Deep Blue Sea with those two. Um, I mean, that just shows how the paucity of options we currently have if Gareth Silver and got injured. Because he of could don't
1: get me wrong, I don't think any of <laughs> the two are world beaters by a long shot. But if I had to, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd take Silvestro mainly because of his experience and his pace. Yeah. There two two good reasons. He's not he awful in here. a
3: decent game away to Manchester United in the Champions League first leg semi-final. Um, and the possible reason for that may be because of his familiarity with the players and that he probably had practised playing against them so much in training that uh, he knew what to do. However, um, I'm struggling to remember any other outstanding Sylvester displays. Well, I Outs- can't remember any Senderos outstanding outside. displays, I have to well, say. Well, you go back mm-hmm. a while, 2006, now obviously he's had an up-and-down time but he, he was a quality 2005 FA Cup final Sendros
0: was part of the Champions League award really record break back four mm. the, the Champions League team that, that conceded less goals than the other side he but he always worried me
1: even even, well, even when we kept a clean sheet he would again. always do something yeah. and I'd think no what sort of centre half would make a mistake like that and I, I, th- I couldn't I think really Senderos, think of any.
2: Sendros had his Millhouse and Arkell moment um, in the three games against Chelsea and um, the game against Liverpool when Drogba and Torres were just too much for him I mean moments like that mm. make or break a footballer mm. Adams had it when he was 21 against Marco Van Basten in the European Championships and it made him as a footballer I think, I, I think Drogba and Torres have just killed Senderos as a top rate centre half I mean, you've got to remember I mean, we, t- we took him from Servet again from under the noses of Manchester United I mean, well Senderos I could say as well himself. Kevin
1: Davis annihilated him in one match that I saw and that frightened me then there was um, Emil Heskey Gave him a really hard time. That's another one. There mm. was at um, Bon Lahore gave him <laughs> mm, mm. gave him a terrible time. He just didn't seem to know
0: yeah. where yeah, the ball I mean, was I, anymore. I, I, I mean, and that agree. really
1: scared me. You know, yeah. I didn't ever see Silvestre go to pieces to the same level. Mm. I've seen Silvestre not play well. Mm. But he doesn't go to pieces no. like Sendros does. To be honest, or has I'm, done.
0: To, I'm, to be honest, I'm not the, the very sense, fact that Sendros has given just one more last chance. I mean, I don't think it's kept to me this year, but he's only 30 minutes. And, and then the there was that
1: academy. mystery. Why was he left out? Why was he's left, he left out? He's leaving. The, he
0: put a transfer request. He's going.
1: Yeah, but then he was on the bench the other day. He was yeah, not in the cup If he wasn't yeah. on the bench, there's absolutely okay.
3: nobody else apart from was Craig Eats. no chance of him coming on unless the centre-back got you. I was thinking
1: exactly the same thing, and then I was totally mystified as to why he was on the bench for the following match. Nah. after he'd been left yeah, out of yeah, the, the squad so sure. it was just literally desperation
0: oh, uh, well it's number filling rather than desperation if Central's goes mm. in January we need to sign someone to replace him mm. that's for sure oh yeah and Tangerides will be as good a bet as any
1: and what about players going out Wilshire to go out on loan oh I
3: fucking hope
0: not <laughs> he's saying not that he, he's I'm making
1: not. it quite clear that he wouldn't mind going out on loan Only how do you Benning feel
0: never plays him. he, he
3: wants first team football um, and he is being held back at the moment, possibly wisely, because, you know, we don't want him burnt out. I mean, the one that's interesting me now is Ramsey, because he's, he's still only 18, is that right? 19 on Boxing Day. And he's starting to look like a bit of a player. I mm. mean, he, he does need games to develop. And he's starting to get them, you know. Uh, it was a great
1: back. goal he scored the other day. Mm. I know it was only against Stoke, but the way he took it, mm. he took it with a plum mm. and used the outside of his foot. I Takes some Rambo. skill to do that. I loved
0: him ever since he signed. Yeah, I like yeah, I Rambo. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, there's one there which is an example of not being used too much early on and gradually being filtered in. I'd like to think that's the plan for Wilshire. I'd like to think Wilshire will also get a crack.
0: But Wilshire's only ever been played in that Carly Cup team when he's surrounded by similar players. We've never really seen Wilshere... I'm sorry, he's going to be so much different in the first team when he's surrounded by other five or I six inches no, no, <laughs> I think when he's got <laughs> Nasri, Fabregas, two, two Percy, players... Um, and, and he and certainly sends Song. When he's, when he's got good players around him, I think you'll see him you're seeing a lot better than what... So he's he's you've named two players he's exactly back. the same
2: as, one who's just broken his leg for five months and one who's fucking off to Africa for a month. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> I'll still say, that if Wilshere played in the first team with quality players, you know, with what's considered to be the first team squad you'd see the best of him. The thing, it a, really good the
2: thing with Jack Wilshire, it's the same thing with Aaron Ramsey. You can't put them in the first team now because there is such an expectation on their shoulders. We're a team that's not playing particularly well um, in, in like the last four games. Um, we're struggling for consistency. The most worrying thing is we're struggling to create clear-cut chances. There's no huge goal threat with all the forwards we've got injured and if we put either of these players into the team you've got 60,000 eyes on them and that's unfair on a 17 year old child so well, who takes for a month.
1: who takes Song's place during mm. the African Nations Cup well, there's
2: no debate it's Nilson. it's Nilson. he's not going to if Diaby's
1: not going to be fit again and maybe some people are saying that's a good thing who takes his place Nasri Nasri
2: He's not going to
1: buy a midfielder or, yeah. or Ramsey. And what about Rosicki? Rzik- Is will he going to? Does place. he deserve a new contract?
0: Will no, Rosicki's place.
1: Based yeah. on recent performances, I have to agree. Uh, but uh, would you say, uh, Kevin? as a
3: pay as you play deal. Um, you know, I mean, if you, if, you, if, you, if he's willing to accept a pay as you play, there's another situation. If he's injured or showing bad form, he doesn't play. If he's looking after he plays and gets paid. Well,
0: let's be fair with Rzyczyk. He's been out for two years we're, what, 12 games in in the Premier League, we're like seven or eight games in in the Champions League Um, and and to be fair, he's played in most of them, Riziki, this is the first big injury he's had this season, compared to Eduardo, Mm. who's hardly been fit for a year.
1: I have to say Riziki, in my book, he has been Awful in most of the matches that I've seen. But yeah. Steve, what would you say? I mean, I the is point is, is the I like him as well as a player. But recently, he's not really done it for one reason or another. He's but on what at least if... two
2: million pounds a year. We're a club who hasn't got any fucking money. There is no justifiable reason for keeping him here.
1: But the point is, if we don't keep him and say goes to what about?
2: He won't, he will go to Ajax because the pace of the game in Holland is one third of that in England and his legs will be able to hold up. What what if he
1: went to Spurs?
2: Well, if, what if my balls? ball should be me granddad? He's not going to go to Spurs. He's, if he leaves Arsenal, he'll fuck off to somewhere in continental Europe. He won't necessarily. To... No. I bet be... you £20 on this podcast
0: <laughs> now, Joe. I bet you £20 <laughs> now. I bet you he it, won't go to I can good. bet you that he's quite safely. I think Riziki's still
1: got a. No, I'm with you to a point, David. I, I agree that. Well, I agree he's not really done it recently but at the same time I can't say for sure where he's going to go because he's a professional footballer and they could go anywhere
2: Joe I'll be the, honest with you if the deal was on the well, table I would love a 28 year old fully fit Thomas Rositsky I'd like a 26 year old fully fit Patrick Vieira and I'd love a 28 at the top of his form Thierry Henry unfortunately neither, none of those things exist but those are the three things we've spoken about and if I, I don't want any of those three don't want any of those three you could have an 18 year old Jack Wilshere I don't want 18 year old Jack Wilshire. I want a 26 year old Spanish central midfield player who's the best in the world. And if that costs £25 million, that's fine. I don't care. I pay more to watch my team than any other sports fan in the entire world. Yeah. I could get a Major League Baseball season ticket for less than what I play and get 164 games. Yeah. So let's get David Villa then. Oh, fuck this. I'm going to see the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David Villa. David Villa. Yeah. Uh, and, and we won't buy we won't buy a midfield player because of the uh, sole reason that Havard Nordweit has been uh, the linchpin of Nuremberg's midfield in the Bundesliga this year in their rise <laughs> into the top ten.
1: Midfield, did you say?
2: Yeah, Havard nordweit has been play, being played as their holding midfielder, getting rave reviews. Uh, but it's the
1: Norwegian in, league. Let's not forget. Yeah. No, I mean, no, 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 Nuremberg. Sure. I'm yeah. oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, he's, he's the best player, sorry.
2: best young midfield player yeah. in Germany right now. And, yeah. Um, so he'll do, he'll do wonders for us against. Uh, well, that's pretty. Yeah, maybe he looks better playing in that, so that position than
1: centre back. He wasn't though. the best at centre
2: back no, no, in the games Arsenal. Wenger will bring him back, and he'll we don't need to buy a holding midfielder because I've got another seventeen-year-old.
0: He's older than that, though, isn't he? He's, he's not he's twenty-six. He's, 19, he's not twenty-six. Now. Yeah, he's about nineteen. You're a hard man to please,
3: David. <laughs> All right, let's yeah, right. finish with some predictions after the Chelsea game of our league finish, <coughs> finishing position in May. Steve?
0: Oh, third.
3: I'm, I, I, this year I'm an optimist. Third? This year I'm a pessimist. Um, I'm inclined to agree with the boys.
1: Well, I was going to say third, but I can't. I'll have to say fourth. Oh, Sorry to say Probably I can't too. say second at the moment. But <laughs> well, at
3: least we're in the Champions League.
1: Yeah, Champions League. No, There's always a enough.
3: Champions League, and by the time you hear trophy, this, will still be in FA it. Fake up.
1: Yeah, I can't rule out a trophy. <laughs> and the FA Cup, I'm not. I'm not really thinking about the FA Cup too much. I'm West Ham away is brand. not the best draw of all time. <laughs> I'd have to go for champion. I'd say we've got more chance of the Champions League, as hard as it's going to be. I think we've got more chance of winning that than the I FA Cup. I think we'd we'll be right in
0: the Champions League till we play Barcelona, Real Madrid, Chelsea, or United. I agree
3: completely with Joe and Steve, actually. Well, it's a cup competition, and uh, if the dice fall our way, you never know. Uh, However, at some point, there's going to be a tight game settled by a single goal. And with our defence, I can guess which end it's going in.
1: Right, that's all for this time around. Our email address is gunapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again to our sponsors Vision Sports Publishing and a reminder that the special 80-page issue 200 of the Guna is on sale at the whole city match on the 19th of December with a new one on sale for the home game against Aston Villa the Sunday after Christmas. Both can be bought either through the Guna website or from sellers outside the stadium on home match days. And we would just like to take this opportunity to wish all of our listeners out there in podcast land the very best festive greetings, hoping 2010 brings all that you wish for, especially on the football field. Until next time, this is Joe Broadfoot. Thanks for listening.